May I speak to the glory of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the joys of the lectionary, this common set of readings across so many churches, Sunday by Sunday, apart from the times we celebrate a saint's day and so change the readings, is that we have quite a diverse selection of readings across the three years. A downside, though, is that there can be a tendency to read one small passage outside of the context of where it is within that book of the Bible. Instead, we link it to the other two readings we've got, and there's look at the theme which is between those, rather than thinking, well, what's actually going on here? Today's Gospel reading is a good example. On the face of it, must be something to do with conflict in the church, with linked readings, Ezekiel, God proclaiming displeasure in how his people are living, and Romans considering the commandments. Together, they seem to be taking us in the direction of discipline, of punishment. But then if we look at the 18th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, right at the start of the chapter, Jesus proclaims that whoever is humble, like a child, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. He warns against putting obstacles in the way of young believers coming to him. That leads straight into the parable of the lost sheep, going after the one rather than staying with the 99. We then get to this passage, followed by Peter being told by Jesus to forgive 77 times any member of the church who sins against him. And then the parable of the unforgiving servant whose debt is written off and who promptly sends someone else to jail for not paying a much smaller debt. Put into this context, we see not the need to proclaim discipline to those who do wrong, but rather looking for forgiveness and reconciliation. The Romans reading then links with love rather than vengeance. Coming straight after the parable of the lost sheep, we see Jesus' concern for those who are lost. The desire for if someone sins against you, is not a case of covering yourself in the right procedures to ensure the correct punishment. Rather, it is a concern for bringing that lost person back in. It's trying to sort out that relationship rather than proclaiming everlasting punishment. It is about inclusion, not exclusion. Someone has done wrong, that is not denied. And so there needs to be something done to sort that out. But the concern is to enable that person to be brought back, to be reconciled with the community. It's not about following procedures to dish out a permanent punishment. It's not about locking the door and throwing away the key. It's about bringing back. And after this Gospel reading, Peter asking how many times one must forgive, 
are being told by Jesus not seven times, but 77 times, further emphasizes this need for bringing people back, this need for reconciliation. The conversations referred to in this gospel reading, sorting things out one-to-one, if that don't work, then with a small group, and if that doesn't work either, then the whole congregation, the whole church, are not intended to dish out a punishment as much as to allow the situation to develop where the community, the communion, can be restored. Rather than a wrathful God wanting vengeance, we see Jesus wanting to draw all people to himself, even those who have sinned. We see throughout this chapter of Matthew's Gospel, three things happen in a row proclaiming the same thing. The lost sheep, Jesus going after the one who has gone astray, the one who has turned away from God. We then see this account being reminded to help others to realise where they've drifted away from God, away from the community, and so help them to come back. And then forgive, Peter is told, 77 times, a massive amount, limitless even, not you're on your last chance saloon. There is never a last chance with God. It's not a case of do it now or lose out. God does not give up. Come back, says Jesus. It's never too late. No matter who you are, no matter what you might have done or not have done, come to that. It is a message for so many today. There is still hope. Jesus is calling you home, always. At the end of the gospel reading, Jesus says, Where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Jesus wants to draw you to himself, to be close to you, close as you are in a group of two or three, maybe gathered around a table at a coffee shop or something, that close. Sometimes we can wonder whether the church has a mission statement, any direct idea of what it's doing. Sometimes the church decides to invent its own mission statement thinking there's not one, but actually there are several. Some directives from Jesus about what his followers should focus their lives on, the mission of the church to name but two. Love the Lord your God. Love your neighbour. Paul made reference to it in the Romans reading today. It sums up all of the 613 commands in the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament. And then go, make disciples of all nations. Here is the heart of the gospel. Here is the mission of God. Love God. Love others. Tell people about Jesus. That is our mission. That is our challenge. It involves reaching out. 
It involves being reconciled with those we are separated from. And as we draw closer to others, we have Jesus there right in the centre. We see this in today's Gospel. So let us reach out to those who are not in the church. Let us reach out to those who have drifted away. Let us reach out to those who have fallen out with the church. Let us reach out also to those who have not been here yet. Let us proclaim God's love. Let us proclaim God's forgiveness. And we pray that we may see lives transformed by people being drawn ever closer to Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.